Hello, Ken Taylor here. And I be John Perry. Just between you and I, Ken, I think this is going to be a great episode of Philosophy Talk. Just between you and me, John. Come again? Your grammar was incorrect, John. Grammatically correct would be just between you and me. Grammar schmammer, Ken. A bunch of silly rules invented by snobs that lord it over people who speak a little differently from them. Nothing to worry about. Oh, contraire, my good fellow. Grammar is the soul of our language, the fund of distinctions and constructions that foster clear thinking. Grammar is something about which we should worry a great deal, John. Stay tuned after the news to bravely endure more nonsense from Ken and insights from me. Hey, split infinitive. You just split an infinitive. Philosophy Talk asks, whose language is it after the news? Welcome to Philosophy Talk. The program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're, We're coming to you from the studios of KALW Information Radio in San Francisco. But we like to think of ourselves on the grass at Philosopher's Corner, basking in the shade of an oak tree under which we sit. Oh, John, that was a pretty impressive use of uh, the Queen's English there. You're getting more elegant. Yeah, Queen's English. That, that's it, isn't it, Ken? Queen's English. You're a snob. You and William Sapphire and all those East Coast mavens of language, you want all the rest of us to speak just like the Queen or maybe now the President. Is that what you want? Well, you know. Baloney. Well, John, but you got to admit, look, it's just, if you don't, you, let's let's talk about standard English, if you like. And who owns it, we'll, we'll worry about that later, but standard English. And you don't just want to lose standard English. Look, there's things that just drive me crazy. You, there must be things that drive you crazy. Here's one that drives me crazy, though. Uh, refute. You listen to reporters. John Kerry says something, uh, pre- you know, about President Bush, the, this, the other thing. Bush comes on and, and disagrees, denies what Kerry said. And the reporter says... President Bush refuted John Kerry's John Kerry's charge that. I mean, that's ridiculous because you can't refute something unless you prove it's false. So let, let me get this straight. So Republicans can argue or disagree with, but Democrats can refute. You got it. You got it. Well, I admit I, I have certain bugbears. Mine is nauseous and nauseated. Nauseous means, according to me, having the quality that makes people nauseated. Nauseated means feeling like you're going to throw up, sick to your stomach. But people go around saying, oh, I'm nauseous, or oh, I'm feeling nauseous today. Yeah, you can Meaning, make me yeah, throw up. I'm feeling like the kind of thing that would make you throw up. And I laugh at them, and I lose lots of friends that way. Well, maybe you should. But now you're coming around. See, now, now you're, you're making a distinction worthy of uh, William Sapphire, that great language maven. Uh, so you grant there is a correct and an incorrect way to speak after all, especially if it's a distinction that matters to you. Uh, yeah. Let me take the other side for a second, though. I mean, one of my favorite quotes about language is, what, what is a language? That's just a funny object. But what it really is is just a dialect with a navy you know the british have a powerful navy so they can make the world speak the way they they can impose their language on other people do you suppose that's really what we were looking for in iraq was split <laughs> infinities <laughs> yeah, instead right, of weapons yeah. of mass def- maybe well, okay well i agree all right so i think distinctions are good language makes distinctions people use words to make distinctions that's all good but i mean is it really wrong to end a sentence with a preposition or split an infinitive? I mean, who who cares? Who yeah. cares except William Sapphire? Well, yeah, or uh, the Queen, I guess. But and, but and 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 on the other side, I mean, look, where would we be without all these new words that are popping up from all these sources? Like diss. That's one of my favorite words. You know, don't diss me, man. I mean, if you didn't have that, how could you say that without? 
Well, yeah. you've got a good point. Maybe as uh, our favorite distinctions are getting blurred over by sloppy usage, other more important ones are coming out from the sixth grades of America, where they're using language, making it grow for important new distinctions. Right, and you know, our uh, our roving philosophical reporter actually headed over to a middle school in San Francisco to hear how kids are talking today. Uh, she files this report. Students at Horace Mann Middle School in San Francisco talk a little differently after the bell rings at 3. I asked some of them whether anyone ever tells them that they're speaking English in the wrong way. Like, we talk different because we talk ghetto. If they'd gone to school in Oakland a few years ago, they might have heard a different message about speaking ghetto, or black English, or Ebonics, as it's called. We can't say we're going to get rid of how you talk, because to a whole community you can't say the way you express yourself is wrong. Esther Honda and her husband Eric are middle school teachers. Eric taught English in Oakland in the 90s when the district made national headlines for formally recognizing and training teachers in Ebonics. The policy did not go over well. Jesse Jackson said it, quote, bordered on disgrace, while Maya Angelou was, quote, incensed. And then, as quickly as it came up, the whole Ebonics issue died. People were laughing at us. Not so much because the curriculum was ill-designed, because I th think it was pretty good, but the way it was presented to the press, well, they didn't think enough in advance. And then when they started getting calls about it, they, they played it wrong. And then I think teachers were, well, the more we keep defending this, the more that we're going to be made a laughing stock. We better just back off and pretend it never happened, which is eventually basically what they did. Much of the controversy was a big misunderstanding. The district wasn't replacing standard English with Ebonics. Rather, it was training teachers to move back and forth between the two to sort of formalize what their students and a lot of other people already do. It's not only spoken by black people, but by Mexican people and Vietnamese people and Cambodian people and everybody in San Francisco, um, all the kids in San Francisco speak that dialect. And Martin Luther King gave the best speech ever given in English in that dialect. And Bill Clinton gave his best speeches in black churches. And the more black he talked, the better he talked. And so it's not just about black people, but it is all about black English. I, I guess I, I worked toward allowing the, the range of expression that was appropriate, but at the same time I was also trying to teach them that the, some ability to code switch, I guess, to be able to go into this other dialect, which they probably mostly thought of as talking white. For a lot of students, this is a tough pill to swallow, that their way of talking is wrong, something they should hide. It's also kind of irrational. Despite whatever your grammar books tell you, English never stops changing, adopting new words and forms. Teachers don't like to admit that, that language is fluid and it's going to be changing. We're at only one spot in evolution, you know, and you can't fight that change. It's democratic. Every user is, you know, registering their vote by using it and however they do, and that's how subtle changes creep in pretty quickly these days. You could tell them, well, in 150 years, everybody will be talking in job interviews like you talk now, but you'll be dead by then, so it won't do you any, do any good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll be hella man. I'll no, be they, like, they whatever. I'll they be do. cussing them out. In a couple of centuries, maybe we will all be talking like the kids at Horace Mann. But until then, these students will have to learn to be bilingual, with one language for the classroom and another for the schoolyard. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.